Images for Assassin's Creed 3 were leaked. Game will not be stocking Mass Effect 3, and it may not be such a good idea to be a first adopter. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. Another edition of the Nashville Fun Smashcast. I'm Jarrett. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. I'm back. And I'm also here with uh, podcast host Nick Zelenkevich. Happy March, everybody. Yeah, so we this is uh, Mashcast number 42. Uh, we are just going to get right into it. I don't have anything snazzy to say today. So... <laughs> If you think I'm snazzy, anyway. But anyway, let's. Uh, Rob, what you been playing? Um. Well, since I was missing last week, I've technically had two weeks, but I really don't have like a huge list of stuff. I played the Risen Two preview, which there will be a preview on the site in the next couple of days for that. Um. So keep a lookout. I'm not really gonna say much about it because that's what the preview's for. Uh. I've been playing Aeon since it didn't necessarily go free to play for us in the U.S., but they have an extended you know trial now that you can play to level 40 and you can play as many characters as you want to level 40 until it does become free to play so i've been playing that and i'm in the very early stages i mean i i don't dislike it it's it's pretty it it's like it but it's like every other mmo when you first start and it's a whole bunch of like okay go and kill these six rats except they're not rats they're whatever fucking name they give them and go here and collect this thing and go do this and that and it's enjoyable enough i just hope that there's more than that later but i haven't gotten very far how's the uh, population been on that since it's free to play now i Almost. don't know because i have no comparison for it um it it didn't seem like it was like super overpopulated or anything there was no lag issues i don't have any issues getting in if that's what you mean so i guess it's still okay <laughs> i don't know um got the ps vita on the way back up uh to jersey been playing that uh, mostly just like stuff that we already had. We did pick up Luminous, which is great. But that system is... After actually having one and holding one and playing one for the first time, I don't see how anybody could be like, oh man, this... Yeah, nobody needs a system. You know, Gizmodo and all their crap. Like, it's it's pretty fantastic. It's It's beautiful. <laughs> like, it's... It's really great. I can't wait to see some of the other stuff on it. Like, I didn't get Uncharted or anything yet, but, you know, we'll see um, when I am getting for it. But, like, it it looks great. Like, really, I can't even. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. Um, Battlefield 3, which I guess, like, now is officially on my unmentionable list. And uh, the Mass Effect 3 demo, which is okay, but I actually stopped after I played the first part of it. Because I I got to the next part and I was like, eh, 
you moved ahead in the story too much. I don't want to actually know any of this stuff or what's happening. Like, don't tell me. So I just stopped playing it because I want to save all the good stuff for the actual game. Um, and then I finished Final Fantasy 13 2. Finished it as far as like the normal ending of the game goes. I didn't hate the ending, but it definitely was one of those like, hey, guess what? We're having a sequel again. So I guess we're getting a 13-3 at some point. But yeah. I don't like where this is going. But there's also, but the thing is, like I said, I got the normal ending. If you like get 100% in the game and finish it, like there's a, like a secret ending. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe that sheds some light on something or makes it a little more clear and not so kind of like, oh, abrupt or whatever because time travel is always fucking stupid anyway but hopefully like that clarifies some things but we'll see it just sucks that you might have to do 100% in the game just to find out that it's not a completely crappy ending so that's it that's all I've been playing okay what about you Nick Uh, I've been playing Mass Effect 2 and the binary domain demo how like you've been playing Mass Effect 2 for a long time yeah I'm not going through it as quickly as I need to. And I, I still, I'm still going on my Paragon run. So I'm going to need to do the Renegade run after this. So I'll, I'm going to be playing it for a while. I should probably just stop mentioning it. So is this actually like your first time through Mass Effect 2? Yes. Yeah. I only bought, I only bought it back in uh, January. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I still haven't finished Mass Effect 1. Like I'm, I keep on saying like, I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna pick it. It's not like I didn't like it. I'm gonna pick it back up and finish it. But I'm like, I have. I think I have one more planet to go to, and then I. I think that's all the planets that I was supposed to go to, and I have to go back to the Citadel, and then I, you know, do whatever the ending stuff is. Right. But you know, I just have to do wow, it. But <laughs> my backlog, like my backlog, dude. That's <laughs> all I can say. Yeah, like, but there's certain things that you just you just do, like. I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine like Mass Effect Three being like right on the horizon and not having like completed both of the other games. Like I'm I'm playing it again on PC. Like I'm playing Mass Effect Two on PC again, but I'm probably just gonna get it on 360 because that's where my like Mass Effect One to Mass Effect Two like saves are. Like my real game saves are. Yeah. So I like I couldn't even imagine not having like my Shepard ready to go when Mass Effect Three comes out. Like it's uh-huh. weird to me. I'm not getting Mass Effect 3 when it comes out anyway. That's the thing. Right. I never really planned on getting it when it when it came out because I knew I wouldn't have enough time to actually play through it. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to come up with a game plan. Like, I, I'm going to make a spreadsheet with all my backlog, and I'm going to play through all of it until good, I'm done. Good luck with that. I am. I, I really am. I'm going to schedule time for me to actually take care of this. This is serious business, man. So. And it's not, it's not like your backlog is going to grow at all while you're doing that. Well, yeah, but still, this ain't like you know, it's going to have a plan, so it's okay. Yeah, though. exactly. I have a plan at least now, but the backlog, you know, it's not going to grow as much right now. If I start executing on the backlog right now, it's not going to grow as much. You know, we have some releases in the beginning of a year, but then around the time we hit E3, you know, June, July, August, I should have plenty of time to bang that stuff out. But that's probably when the indies are gonna bury me. <laughs> you know, playing all the indie games. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I will keep the Mash Cast faithful up to date on that because I know it's very exciting to hear about my backlog, and you guys really like hearing about that. But um, maybe when he's done with his backlog, we'll have a giveaway <laughs> or something. Maybe <laughs> like you know, backlog. 
hey, that, that might not be a bad idea. Maybe I'll give away games. And like the games I thought were shitty, I, I won't give them away because I'm a nice guy. Friends don't give friends shitty games. There you go. There you go. So um, well, as for me, I've been playing a couple things. Um, one thing I really can't talk about because it's under embargo, but that review will be out Wednesday, uh, which the actual date is like, what, the 7th? So Wednesday the 7th, and you can kind of probably guess what that is. Uh, you, you can't even say that you've been playing it? You just you can't say anything about it? You can't like, say anything about it. Just, wow, that's, that's a pretty tight embargo. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if you, you, you can probably figure it out based on the date because, you know, only so much stuff comes out on a Wednesday, right? But, um, so I've been playing, I've been playing that, uh, Shank 2 still, and I, because I was going back through Shank 2 to, Kyle was going to make a video, like, how to get through hard mode, and I just figured, like, you know, I don't think I really need to because the only difference in hard mode, it doesn't make the enemies more difficult, it doesn't, um, make them it doesn't have them give you more damage what hard mode does is that it gives you less save points like you can only you only get say you only get checkpoints at sub chapters now which basically means the the only strategy you really need to have is conserve health don't get hit and kill people as fast as possible enemy management stuff like that and there's no point you know every other game (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying like you just have to be more efficient at at enemy management you know, like, if I try to roll through a tutorial on how to do that, like, you know, it's going to be the same thing, like, every single level. Like, you know, I might be have something to say about, like, certain enemies, like, the way you want, the way you want to, attack, um, you know, approach them. But, like, for the most part, I keep the same weapons. I use the machetes, the shanks, and the shotgun. Shotgun is crowd control. Machetes are just shanks that are more powerful. And then you have the shanks, like, the only time I use the shank is when I need to interrupt an enemy's attack, you know? So, that's why I'm not going to do it, but I've still been playing through it, you know, it's all good. I have been playing uh, Team Fortress 2, uh, having some fun with that, and uh, Jack and Daxter Collection I've been playing, which I bought it, you know, I'm a huge fan of the series, and I just popped it in, like, one night. Like, I popped it in, like, I think, like, 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night just to kind of wind down, and I wind up playing through 30% of the game in the first sitting. Not even be able to, like, totally lost track of time. Like, I forgot how fun that game actually was. But the thing that I think is funniest to me about the Jack and Daxter collection is they kept all the fun stuff, they upgraded to HD, but they also kept, like, the really, like, the, like the, the, the control issues are still right in there. Right on point. Double jump doesn't work sometimes. Sometimes your your moves get executed just a little too slowly, and it can get really frustrating. But the the game itself is really really fun, except when the very moment that you run into one of those problems. So they really did keep it original. But I'm having a blast, and I'm still playing through Jack and Daxter, and of course I moved to Jack Two after that, which is my favorite of the three, Jack Two. But um. I, too, will be getting a PS Vita soon. Like, I was going to go buy one last week, but I uh, traded in a whole bunch of credit card points for, like, 550 bucks in Best Buy gift cards. So I figured that'll get me uh, a Vita, a 3G Vita, a memory card, and some games, you know? As opposed to just dropping cash on it. 
do you want to promote your credit card since they've got such sweet deals, or is that then also something like you're subject to an NDA? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think it's like I buy, I buy like everything on my cards, and I just pay it off, like you know, every paycheck. Yeah, I get. I, yeah, I buy, I buy everything on my cards, and I pay it off, but I don't get points. So I want to, I, I want to know what card do you have so I can go get this card. Really? Like you don't have a like? Why do you even have a credit card if it doesn't give you points back? Because that's just what I have. I, I, I don't know. You got to think about yourself. Because of money. <laughs> I don't pay any money for that card. Like, I, it's not. It's no annual fee on that card. It's a city no, card. I mean, because the need for money. Not, uh, no. Yeah, this is fun. Like, whoa. Yeah, but like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be signing up for a city card this weekend. Then, thank you very much. Yeah, just sign up for the thank you program, and then you'll be balling like me. You know, Best Buy that, rolling, Best Buy dough. That 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 should be the uh, their actual advertising strategy is balling like Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, that's all I gotta do. But back to the games. Yeah, I'll have a Vita soon. Uh, probably like uh, well, maybe this weekend or next week, and I'll hopefully be able to give my thoughts. I've seen, like, I know a couple people have them. Rob loves his. Uh, Bo Bo Shubinsky from Gaming Ogre. Um, he loves his. I've only talked to one person who didn't like the Vita, and he didn't really play it. He said he walked up to it in the store. He uh, you know, it took too long to load, so he walked away from it. You know, and that's that's that was his impression. I have heard people say that some of the games have long loading times, but for the most part, I've only heard good things about it. Yeah, so. I haven't run anything that has like long loading time. Like Gloomin is just like, boop, starts up right away. That's like the the most annoying thing about the Vita was when you first start it. Like they have the whole like, oh look, this is a special experience videos like that aren't skippable and stuff. Oh, type of that. thing, like the introductory stuff. But it's the only time you ever see it is when you're first setting it up. So it's like, yeah, okay, but I wish I could have skipped that shit. I understand yeah. how this works. <laughs> I, I really do. I dislike that. I hate when my TiVo does it. Like after the TiVo gets an update and it plays that dumb video. But at least like now you can skip it. Before it wasn't. It wasn't the case. Yeah, I hate those videos. Yeah, because I'm like, I get it. You're trying to impress people like and make like them I, feel special about I, their purchase and form and fuzzy. Dude, I already bought it. Yeah, <laughs> you know I already saying? got the money on it. You don't need to make me feel any more special about it other than the shit working. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, let's get into the topics. Um, so we all knew it was coming, Assassin's Creed 3, but, um, well, okay, they say it was a leak. I don't. I think it was a leak, all right. But I say I, I personally think that it was a planned leak. Uh, basically, some images of Assassin's Creed Three were leaked. I'll put quotes on that. Uh, first was a uh, piece of promotional material. I got a, a picture taken by Best, taken from a Best Buy employee, and then Game Informer website accidentally put the banner up for Assassin's Creed Three. And uh, then the day after, they finally did officially release the cover of the new Game Informer. And uh, Ubisoft also released the uh, they also released the cover art for the game itself. And it features a uh, wow, I was gonna say Ezio, but we all know that's wrong. But it features an assassin who you know appears to be Native American. Um, he has a uh, let's see, let me pull up the picture here. So. You know, he has like uh looks like what is that like, you know, the the buffalo skins on his uh on his legs and he has uh an like what was that, a hatchet? It's a a hatchet, but instead of it yeah, just being hatchet. an axe, it, it's the actual Assassin's Creed symbol. It's the it's the assassin symbol. 
Um, and he's holding a pistol, a bow and arrow on his back, and yeah, that's uh, that's what he that's that's what it is. So the guy is either I guess he's either Indian, or sorry, Native American. He's either Native American or he spent time with Native Americans. I don't know for sure what or, you know what it is gonna be. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's I think it was a good a good pick. You know, um, I do know that uh, actually I shouldn't say I know, but there was a what the leaked image from Game Informer, the one they released by accident day before, showed the assassin. With George Washington, like you know, you know that picture of George Washington or the painting of him crossing the Delaware. Yeah, they showed him that. Did you see that picture? Yeah, it's him like next to him, pointing across with him, like yeah. while he's standing there with his hand in his coat and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's gonna be during the American Revolution. Um. Oh God! Before we continue, I just remembered this. One of the comments from one of the sites that I was reading this on, somebody uh. Somebody Poe commented, "When is this ha- like you know what time period is this?" And I'm like, "Dude, you're an idiot." But somebody responded to him and said, "Revolutionary War." And the next comment was, "Is that independence or civil?" And I wanted to kill myself. Uh, dude, <laughs> like really? I, I, is he tro- I'm like, is he trolling? Is he trolling? Please tell me he's trolling. Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, I was, that was that yeah. was terrible. I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm terrified for our future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So the only thing that concerns me a little bit, if this is during you know like I know revolutionary times and stuff like that, I'm kind of concerned about the architecture. You know, I've, I'm not an expert on colonial architecture at any rate. But from what I do know about it, like there there were no I mean, I guess like maybe maybe Philadelphia, um, you know, New major York cities. Major yeah. like, places like that uh were kind of bustling. Right. And had yeah, Richmond, Virginia, which are like kind of like bigger like city areas, because it's all gonna be colonies, obviously. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe some randomness, but but bustling like Istanbul or Rome, like yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you've gotten such so such so much density out of your city areas and so much height now too. Like things are also a lot more vertical. Exactly, you got to the last game, so that is going to be weird because it's not going to be as high. Like there's yeah. not there there can't be as much verticality. They they can't because there's They're, no there were no, but, at the time there were no big cathedrals and stuff like that. Like sure they had churches, but. Not the way they are now, or I should say the way they were in Rome or Istanbul. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, no, you're right. I, they're, they're just, and the way that the, the Ubisoft team has been pretty, like, you know, historically, like, accurate about stuff, that they're not going to take too much liberty with it either, I don't think. You can't. Like, otherwise, it's it doesn't feel real anymore or feel correct anymore. So... I think that like you know, I think maybe there's just like another way it's gonna work. I feel like maybe you're gonna start getting some like wilderness areas and stuff like that, like more like kind of almost guerrilla combat, like especially if you are taking part in actual battles and things of that nature, considering the like the Native American bent on the the character. So I feel like there's gonna be something to kind of offset the fact that you don't have like super dense city areas anymore. But like 
I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm just happy that like they could have picked any war. Like I, there are people in comments who were upset because it was American Revolution instead of like the Russian Revolution or other time periods. I, I, somebody said there was a poll. I don't remember ever seeing a poll. About yeah, there was a poll. Like, where do you want it to take place? Yeah. Okay. But I'm and like, it, frankly, as long as they picked something else and moved on from what they were what they were doing, don't care because like they've done well with the time periods they've chosen. So I'm not mad no matter what they choose, as long as it you know as long as they do it right. Like yeah. I'm just glad that we're actually getting Assassin's Creed three. That's yeah. what I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah, they um that poll like I actually picked Japan for the poll. To mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, but I kind of felt like if the assassin's actually Japanese, how is that really going to work in terms of that bloodline? <laughs> yeah, you, know I mean, like you can have someone who's, you know, you can have like obviously there's some mixed heritages going on here, but yeah, like you get too far off. So it's like, well, yeah. how does that work anymore? Yeah, exactly. Now I do think one thing. Well, I should I shouldn't say I think, but I hope they do add like you know like combat in the like in wilderness areas specifically like in wooded areas i think that might kind of offset the whole um not really having like you know high places to you know jump across and stuff like that um and i think it'll have the same effect like this the i think it'll have the same effect that metal gear solid 3 had on the metal gear series if they do something like that because you know, before for those who aren't familiar, Metal Gear Solid Three was when they started adding. Well, I should say this: before Metal Gear Solid Three, everything took place around buildings. You know, there was always a corner to kind of like you know put your back against and look around the corner and get under this or you know stuff like that. Everything was kind of square. But in Metal Gear Solid Three is when they added just being out in the open. Period, and the whole camouflage aspect of Metal Gear. And it was a huge game changer for that game. And I'm not comparing Metal Gear to Assassin's Creed. I'm just saying, like, changing the combat like that could be a huge game changer for the Assassin's Creed series. Because even though it's Assassin's Creed 3, this is not going to be the last Assassin's Creed. This will probably be the end of Desmond's story arc. If this is the last game of Assassin's Creed 3. Like, they might have Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed 3, something else. You know? Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't foresee it being the last one. I mean, I, I but yeah, I, I foresee like the wooded areas, I, especially considering the fact that like I don't think you can avoid at this point either getting into this conflict or really any of the other conflicts, like any of the other revolutions that could have been possible, that you avoid getting into actual full on like battles. So like I feel like that there's going to be some other aspect that hasn't been like very much in in place for the other ones because you have to you have to account for that like what good is like you know the the revolutionary war and having all this stuff going on revolutionary war if you're just like sneaking around cities and like assassinating some british people or you know any of that stuff when instead you could be you know fighting you know doing stuff during the crossing of the delaware and all that kind of stuff like taking part in actual battles as opposed to just Oh yeah, he's he's just there, you know. Revolutionary War is happening around him, like that's not fun necessarily. Like you, you have to be involved. So I, I feel like they're they're gonna offset it. Like they they've been smart. They're going to find a way to to work it out. 
Yeah, I think so. Even though we kind of, at the end of Brotherhood, um, they kind of did have you go into that battle zone. But you were still, you were looking for Cesare only. So, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see exactly what they do with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I always hope for the best. So even with the, with Assassin's Creed, uh, with the uh, Revelations, I uh, was hoping for the best. And I still hope for the best for the Assassin's Creed series. So we'll see uh, what happens. And of course, we will see. Um, I'm pretty sure, and me and Rob discussed this earlier, I'm pretty sure that they will release some type of trailer by E3, if not at E3, because that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. But moving on to our next topic is actually another game that was officially announced recently. Uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter, which is the next in the Medal, the next in the Medal of Honor series, well, the reboot from 2010. And uh, well, Nick, you didn't play the reboot, correct? That is correct. You're missing out because it was like it was one of the, if it wasn't the best shooter that came out back in 2010, it was one of the best. I can't really think of any other shooters that were better than Medal of Honor. Can you, Rob? In 2010? Not really. No, I mean like. Multiplayer was not very good, but single player yeah. like definitely was where it was at. Like it definitely had like the best story, if not just straight out the best shooter in twenty ten. Yeah, so now they're coming out with the next part, Warfighter, which um looks like they're still they're gonna be using uh, Frostbite two point which should not surprise anyone. Uh also it will be developed again by Danger Close. Uh, but rather than the dual engine setup they had before, because before they used, they I think they used Unreal Tech for the multiplayer, and they used uh, Frostbite for the single player. I might have that reversed, but it was like both those techs. Yeah, it was yeah, reversed. It was reversed. So, um, so you know they're gonna use Frostbite 2.0 for both, uh, for both single player and and multiplayer. Um, some of the characters from the previous game, like Preacher Voodoo, Mother, uh, will you know be returning, and uh, you're going to go to locations like um, you know places like the Philippines, you know. So I guess they're moving away from Afghanistan. Well, I think there's still going to be some stuff in Afghanistan. From what I've heard, there will be some missions in Afghanistan. Um, apparently, there's going to be you're going to be offered more choices on how you do things. Like one example is. You know, you get to choose how do you want to breach a building? Do you want to just kick down the door? Do you want to, you know, you see floor on the door? Do you want to, you know, toss a flashbang in? You know, stuff like that. So they're trying to expand the gameplay a little bit. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if in the single player it's going to, this will be the case, but apparently in the multiplayer, uh, you'll have the opportunity to play as uh, SAS, uh, which British Special Forces, uh, you know, S-A-S-R for the Australian Special Forces, KSK, uh, which is German, and Grom, which is Polish. So you'll have uh, multiple opportunities, or not, not multiple, not classes, but different, you know, I guess skins pretty much is what it turns into, <laughs> you know, different skins to play as for multiplayer. But I wonder if they're going to be represented in the single player as well. Because if they are, that's, a, I, I don't want, I don't know if I want, 
Medal of Honor to turn into a modern war, like a, a modern warfare game. You know what I'm saying? Where you're hopping all over the globe, fighting all over the place, and hopping from this special unit to that special unit, you know, of different countries and stuff like that. Because eventually they will drop a nuke. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I hope not. Like, I think that they're I, my my hope. Because I can't really even say I guess, but my hope is that that they stick to what they did in the first one, which is stick to one unit. Like, you know, you get kind of like the infantry and then you get the special forces maybe, but like you're still sticking to kind of like one st- one story. I feel like they'll probably work in other special forces. Like maybe you'll work with somebody else from another special forces unit or something along those lines. Cause that happens a lot, but not so much like, Oh, we're just going to jump all over the place and just leave you like confused and whatever. And the story doesn't really make any sense. Like, I don't know. Like, that's my hope. The thing that I'm actually happiest about out of the announcement uh, is the fact that Danger Close is developing the multiplayer. Like, it's it's all being done by them this time, which makes me feel a lot better about the game in general. Not because DICE is, you know, bad or anything at multiplayer. Obviously not. But, I mean, at the time when when that, when that was being done for Medal of Honor, like, obviously they were probably working on Battlefield 3. Like, and it showed (laughs) so i'm glad to see it all in-house with one team and they did a good job with single player the first time a great great job with single player the first time so hopefully multiplayer can kind of like equal up to that this time yeah the multiplayer like actually we did a black ops versus medal of honor back then uh and we but we all agreed that even though medal of honor is the better game Black Ops still had a better multiplayer, and none of us like Black Ops multiplayer. Yep. So that's that's yeah, it was really really bad. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Of course, I'm pretty positive it's gonna be an Origin exclusive. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, it might, but I wonder though, because like. I mean, I think so, because, I mean, we discussed this before, that they have a need to constantly put stuff out that's Origin-exclusive now, or at least a couple times a year with their big stuff. But I don't know. Like, the way Metal Bonner did the first time, like, I wonder if they're not going to try and, like, keep it, like, more expansive, like, put it on multiple things and try and, like, up its profile before they do an Origin-exclusive. But what do I know? They'll probably just make it Origin-exclusive anyway, so I go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're going to move on to some uh, more EA news. Uh, this one, not so good. Uh, well, I guess it depends how you look at it. Uh, so apparently EA, uh, well, actually Origin, has been auto-adding games that you have bought from other services uh, through Steam, uh, primarily, is what they're saying. Uh, according to EA, they're, they're using previous records to, you know, well, sorry, it's a feature they were testing in the first place. Like, they, that's why they didn't make an announcement about this. Uh, so it was just a feature they were testing, and they were supposedly using older records, like their, their you know, game purchase records, to determine what games you had, which, you know, technically speaking, isn't too difficult, because a lot of their games require that you log in with your EA account. Um, but, you know, they're, they're saying that, you know, they didn't scan your PC, so you have nothing to worry about. But some users are reporting that games that they do not use their EA account with are being included. Uh, I read somewhere where uh, one of the, uh, well, not just one, but a few people 
uh, we're talking about games that don't use EA accounts or that they didn't use the EA account from, and you know, it's still adding the games on. Specifically, um, Crisis Two. Uh, somebody in the comment section was saying that you know they 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 had a disc, uh, you know, a hard version of Crisis Two. They did not have a Crynet account. They did not use a Crynet account because you could just skip Crynet when you log in, and uh, it still got added to their origin. So and, yeah, and no, because I was gonna say the, the, uh, they say the uh, the official thing is that it's uh, the game registration records. So for Crisis Two, you need a Crynet account to register the game with EA. Then it's not possible that these people may have gone through the registration process without realizing it, or. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, maybe they you, did it and forgot. Um, oh, no, they could have done it and forgot it, but I mean, I know me personally, like as soon as I saw the Crynet thing and knowing that I did not want to play multiplayer, which a lot of people didn't play the Crisis multiplayer, you just hit skip. Yeah, but you also read the EULAs during installation, so I don't think you count as the average Joe in this case. Maybe, you know, but what can I say? Like, am I, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He forgot that he signed up. He says he didn't sign up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all I can go by. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm 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 not one to go out and sort of, you know, I'm I'm not against bad mouthing EA and Origin by any means, but if if it's really only sort of a handful of anecdotal evidence that oh no, it, it scanned my system, um, and for the most part, it seems like it was legitimately registered games that are showing up. I, I I'm willing, uh, maybe I shouldn't be willing to give EA the benefit of the doubt, but I guess I'm willing to give EA the benefit of the doubt. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think they're doing anything malicious yet, although I fully expect they will at some point. Well, I mean, this isn't like the first time that they they have been scanning people's PCs. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm more likely to agree with the, the person who says that he didn't sign up for, you know, Crisis 2 or Crynet. But Rob, like, well, actually, Rob, all the games that you have, use an EA account though, right? Because your stuff is showing up in Origin. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I have showing up in Origin is um, Dead Space 2, like, aside from Mass Effect 2 and Battlefield 3, which were already on Origin. Like, they're, they I got on Origin, or the EA downloader at the time for Mass Effect 2. But, um, but Dead Space, yeah, sign in with an EA account, and according to their second email, it's not just your registration, but if you used your EA account to log in, so that could account for it, but it is the only EA one I have that's uh, showing up okay. over in Origin. So I don't know. So like your your bad company's not even showing up. No, it's not. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's there's both two sides of the story. Like he's only he he doesn't have everything showing up. This guy has Crisis Two showing up. I don't have Origin, so I wouldn't know. I was. So clearly the testing failed then if it didn't get everything on Rob's computer. Right, well, I know I don't think they were aiming for it. I don't even, like, you know, it sounded like they were testing it by accident, <laughs> or this part of the test was an accident. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody was like, "Do not push this button," and they pushed the button, and then it scanned yeah. everybody's computers. No, but it's probably like they probably had like a, a closed like a control group that they were supposed to use it on, and they might have accidentally enabled it for everybody that uses Origin. <laughs> or it so. could have just been a dopey move that just did it and they didn't even think that like oh people would notice or care or be like uh that's weird <laughs> so yeah. i think that is actually more likely the way ea has behaved lately yeah how, how would they not think people would care about this because it's only what people have been talking about since origin came out yeah yeah but they think that they but people but they think the outrage is over 
over Origin. I hope then they realize they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think with Origin or EACs, stuff like this, they're just like, oh, yeah, those guys are haters. And then, like, go about their business. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's kind of what it feels like. I've got, it really does feel like... There's the picture of the, the fat guy. Haters gonna hate. Just walk yeah, out. you know, like, they don't... <laughs> it feels like they don't really value... No, I shouldn't say value, but they don't pay attention to their community. You know, like, they just stay, they listen to complaints like, oh, yeah, well, some people are gonna complain. The only thing I think that will really affect them if people didn't buy games, you know? If they lost money. But then yeah, you never they, know. They might just blame that on a developer and close the studio. <laughs> that's, that's true, too, because that's been happening also, but not just for EA. Exactly. Um, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when you get like the big company mentality that steps in, because like that's when it's like, well, we're a little too big to listen to those few complaints that are happening over there, or the people that are that are worried about this happening. I mean, like, yeah, you come out and make a statement afterwards, but like, there has to be somebody that it occurs to that, like, maybe we should announce that, like, hey, here's an awesome new feature. Uh, or at least, like, try and make it sound that way. Here's an awesome new feature in Origin. So, like, you can have all of your games in one spot. You can launch them all from Origin. blah da flabba do or whatever. You know, just, like, make it, tell people about it first and make it seem like it's a decent thing. And that way nobody even speculates. If you come out and you say, based on your EA you know, log in to a game like we've added it over to your origin just so that you can see your EA library. Then at least then you don't necessarily have so many people going, well, I think it's scanning my computer to get all these games and stuff. Like Exactly. But nobody but a lack of foresight. Like I don't I don't know why what causes them to do that except big company mentality. They're like, ah, oh, we'll just do it. That'll be fine. Right. I don't know. Yeah, they, they definitely could say, hey, we're going to try this thing out, and it's going to, uh, you know, based on what games you log into your, you know, your EA account with, it's going to it's gonna pull it that way. And people are like, oh, okay. And you get the first word out. Other than that, people are like, oh, my God, Origin's scaring in my PC. And that's what gets out first. And people don't even check with EA to see what is really happening. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, especially with... God, fucking games media now, like just like, all too happy to just jump on it and be like, dude, look at Orange skin on your PC. Everybody be afraid. That's yeah. not creepy or anything. Rather <laughs> than go, here's what's being, here's what's happening right now. Here's what EA says about it. Like, I, it's not until like you know, all, a day and a half later or something that like. EA is like, oh, this is an issue. We're going to make a statement. Not even like somebody asking, <laughs> like them just putting out a statement. Yeah. At some point, somebody's just going to go like, hey, guys, guys, what's up with this? Yeah. And they could be like, oh, hey, sorry about that. But at the same time, like they should have been on the ball in the first place. Is more to my point. And you would think that at this point they'd realize that privacy is a huge issue. I mean, they had an entire country of gamers burning their discs and retailers of that country giving returns for open software, you know, based off of pri- uh, privacy concerns. So you would think at this point they would have known, like, hey, maybe we should inform them, you know, that we're going to test this out. But no, they did not. Um, now, like I said, it's EA says that they're not scanning. Some people are saying that stuff's getting added without, you know, the only way it could be added as if EA was scanning, but nobody's proven that yet. So, 
what you're gonna do <laughs> if you can't if you can't prove that he is scanning. Um, I, I can't say that they're definitely doing it for sure. So I guess I should borrow my copy of Crisis Two, Rob, and you can tell me <laughs> if it shows up in That's, Origin. That is true. You know, if if they're still doing the test, who knows? We may be too late. I, I feel like they probably still are. I feel like yeah, at right. this point now, it's out there in the wild. They're just gonna keep doing it. Let it I do. It. They might yeah. be like, oh, the jig is up, and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> stop. What were they gaining from it though? I mean, the experiment like wasn't doing anything for them. It wasn't garnering them any money. Like it's not like people were like, oh man, Origin gave me all these free games. Like nobody thought that. So. I mean, I don't. I don't think they have any reason to stop. Honestly, it's not doing anything one way or the other. Yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll see. I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there right now trying to find proof, and we'll be waiting. <laughs> the internet is waiting for you, sir or madam. But uh, let's let's move on to. Uh, I guess this is uh, some some bad news for game at least. Uh, for those not familiar with game. A game is, uh, I guess, the UK's version of GameStop, is what it is what you can call it. And uh, reports are coming in that Game will not be stocking Mass Effect Three. Actually, I read further reports are saying Game will not be stocking any EA games after March six. A new EA game, sorry, a new EA games after March six. Is is Game like in terrible financial trouble? Like, is that what's leading to this there have been rumblings um that the that game might collapse that it might fold are they not selling enough used games apparently not um yeah that's uh i don't know actually i i i mean i've i've heard about the uh you know the the the, the troubles that game is having actually there's been a lot of talk on gamesindustry.biz about you know what's going to happen if game goes under and what it means actually last week we talked about the lackluster um reception at one of the game cha- game stores in the UK for the Vita release and, and you know and now this article makes me wonder if that was i mean cuz we kind of cashed last week's discussion and sort of like you know this is sad for retail as a whole but are we possibly just looking at sort of just a, a very specific instance of like one retailer in Britain just kind of going down the toilet Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe like, a, like, like the person that, well, the store owner they interviewed was the manager of that game. And he was the one that was saying, you know, people go to Amazon, they go here, they go there. But that's not just with video games, though. Best Buy complains about being Amazon's uh, show floor, they call it. They say, you know, Amazon treats us like a show floor. So I think all retailers are having that issue. When it comes to digital sales, because I mean, in real, how do you really beat Amazon? The only reason I'm even buying a Vita from Best Buy is because I'm getting the the Best Buy gift cards. Yup. Yeah. That's <laughs> yup. That's why. Like, I had a choice. I could I could have spent like um, it was like ten thousand points to get a hundred dollar Best Buy gift card, or fourteen hundred points to get a uh like a um. What was it called? It was uh, one of those uh, prepaid gift cards. So I went with the Best Buy gift cards because Best Buy has what I want. You know, that's a, that's a very good call. I'm, I'm I'm very glad you got the Best Buy gift cards. Thank you very much, sir. I'm, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> but um, you know, that's the thing. Like, it's really the only reason I'm buying a Vita from Best Buy. But you know, and actually, we're we're gonna kind of get into this later. We have a topic coming up about you know first adoption. A lot of my video games 
I buy from Amazon now because I don't buy video games the very first day. So Jay, Jack and Daxter collection, perfect example. I was going to, I actually, I don't even know what I was really waiting for, I guess, to catch it, or actually maybe catch it on sale on Amazon or, you know, on sale somewhere else or just on a whim, go buy it one day. But the only reason I bought Jack and Daxter collection was because I was buying the, uh, the art of games book. I pre-ordered that and the mass effect art book. And then it showed up in my list. I was like, click, you know, I'll buy that. <laughs> you know, that's how it worked. So I don't know. That's the thing. Like, you know, how, do, how, how do retailers try to bounce back from that? Like, because of the fact that they're brick and mortar and that they have the physical locations and they have to deal with more employees and, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, it's it's kind of impossible for them to bounce back from that or, or to really fight Amazon on that. Why do we want them to bounce back, though? I mean, I mean, fundamentally, if Amazon's giving the, the, the better experience, that should be what we're all going towards. And I'm not saying there's not a place for retail, but retail needs to find its niche. I think last week when we were talking about the community-based aspect of having everybody there for this one event, you I mean, you can have like a chat room or a Google meetup, but that's not the same. And I, I think that's sort of what retail needs to focus on is, is you know, there are certain experiences you can only have in person, person. and that justifies the ex- ex- existence of the brick and mortar yeah i i definitely agree with that but the reason the reason i'd be happy if retail offered amazon prices is because it's i can i can drive 15 minutes and be at best buy with amazon if i want something next day i will have to pay a little bit more or if i'm patient you know i can just i can get free shipping but at the same time, but, like, but it still I might show up the same day. What didn't you order? Some I think was it was it the Jack and Dexter that you ordered, and it came like immediately as soon as you ordered. Yes, it, even though it's that like two was weeks? that was awesome. That was actually really awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I ordered it Monday, like a Monday morning. I'm pretty sure, like at like eight thirty in the morning, and I selected five to eight day shipping for free, and I got the box the next day. So yeah, but still, the deal the deal is, I still had to wait for it. If retail offers Amazon prices, I just walk to Best Buy, and then I, I pick it up and I go home. That's but, the advantage. But fundamentally, retail can't offer Amazon prices because it's got all that included overhead. So, exactly. is there anything that retail can offer that would justify that increased price? If they actually ever had customer service anymore in inside stores, yes, they could, but they don't because now customer service is equivalent to trying to sell you more shit. Yep. And that's the problem. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the perfect example. Look at Best Buy's their 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 current uh, plan, I guess. Or Best Buy always has some type of of uh, plan or model that they try to follow. You know, like I'm sure everybody's heard about the, the the like that stretch of years they classified each type of customer. Like this is a Jan customer, this is a Bob customer, and Bob wants this and Jan wants that. Do you guys remember that at all? Because it was, like, in a lot of papers and in Forbes. No? Okay. So, all right. So, basically, for a while, they were following that model. Like, you know, try to, try to, uh, well, actually, it's kind of what Google's doing now. Be be very specific for this type of customer. Even though, of course, they can't do it as well as, let's say, Google can, you know, with personalized searches. But, you know, like, they would try to classify different types of customers. Like, this guy, you know, he doesn't buy service, but he likes to buy high-end stuff and blah, blah, blah. So now their new model is the called something called the connected store, and they're actually um, even remodeling Best Buys 
to reflect this new model. So basically, if you buy a TV, they're gonna have the they're gonna have the associate take you over to mobile or computers and say, okay, well now you can hook up your TV with this computer, or you can hook it up with this tablet, and you can do this, that, and the other, you know, stuff like that. And they're gonna try to connect these experiences for you. Yeah, but my my only problem with that is if you're buying a TV, that's usually a pretty major purchase, and so you're generally not thinking like, oh, on the same budgetary cycle, let me buy a TV. And oh, you know what? I have the, the extra cash. I'll just buy another computer because the guy at Best Buy told me. I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense that, yeah, they're, they're pushing sort of like one fundamental package, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's how, that's how consumers shop. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like they're, they're, they're trying to, for, they're trying to make value for people to come. Like, you know, for somebody to go to Best Buy, like, I can go to Best Buy because I know I'm going to, they're, they're, they're at least they're thinking that this is what people are going to think. Like, I can go to Best Buy and get the best possible experience and learn and, and find out what works with what I'm buying and what I can do to enhance my experience. You know, that enhance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what they're trying to sell. But there's a couple of there's components missing to that. First of all, the customer service component. You know what I'm saying? Like the, a lot of the people I talk to in Best Buy. When I do go to a Best Buy, they don't know what they're talking about. I can read from the card, bro. I can read from the card. I need you to tell me something different. Yeah, that's the problem. Like it, it's like oh, creating value, but it, it doesn't. Like my idea of creating value is answer the questions I actually ask you. Have some idea what you're talking about when I ask you the questions, and don't try and sell me shit that I don't want. If I if I yeah. tell you no, or I'm like oh, I'm not interested, like don't keep pushing shit on me, like because that runs a higher risk of you ruining a sale more so than you getting me to buy something else. And I feel like, especially for like all my time I had spent in retail before, like that a lot of people are like that. There are some people that will sit there and they'll listen to you. There's there's like three types of people. There's people who you can ruin a sale by trying to sell them extra shit. There are people who will, who will listen to you and will completely ignore everything you said, trying to sell them extra stuff and go about their merry way. And then there are people like, there, there's like the few people that are like, oh yeah, totally sell me some more stuff. But the problem is that Best Buy and every other retailer right now, brick and mortar retailer, thinks that every person is that third class of person. They think that every person is like, yeah, tell me about that thing. Like, have you ever seen, like, it's like the, uh, they're kind of like exercises where it's like, here's here's a typical, typical exchange in a store. Yeah, yeah. Not a typical exchange in a store at fucking all. Exactly. <laughs> I, know, I know that pain. <laughs> is, is, is it possible? It's not that they think everybody's that kind of customer, but that they know that if, let's say, one out of every five customers is that kind of customer, however much they upsell on that one customer will will outweigh whatever they might not have upsold and even possibly lost on the other four. Possibly, but I, I can't believe yeah, that they. I can't believe they have if these. If a person is willing to buy, they're going to buy as long as you like. There's a certain way that you can offer things without forcing things on people or trying to force things on people, like. Ooh. I don't know. Like, there's just always a very big difference between between those two things. Like, the person who's going to buy more stuff is probably going to ask you stuff. Is probably going to is is probably going to like pursue other things or or even without you trying to put stuff push stuff on them. Like, the reason that they're so willing to buy other stuff is not just because like oh like you told them and magically they think that they want to buy more stuff, but because they're more willing in the first place. They were probably looking to in the first place. 
They just have to have the opportunity to. You know, if they get a person who's like, oh, here's your shit, like, no, they're not going to, they're not going to go after that other stuff. But as long as you have people who are like friendly, intelligent, like know what they're talking about, that stuff will take care of itself. It's. Yeah. And you know, what? I can't even totally blame well, the, 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 the Best Buy corporate or retail corporate because we're not just talking about Best Buy here. But the thing is, they probably think things are going down one way in their store. They're like, yeah, offer it to them, but you don't need to necessarily slam it down their throats. But that's not what's happening in the actual store. That's a dirty, dirty lie, though. Corporate is absolutely, they won't say force it down their throats, but every district manager or general manager or manager. That's what I was getting. I was just about to get into that. You know, pressures. Go ahead. It is corporate. <laughs> it nah, is corporate. Sure. Management, like store management, like district level, one thing. That's that's one thing. District level is one thing. But I like store management. I don't consider that corporate. Like I, for- I don't consider I don't consider it corporate either. But they get their directives from somewhere. And if it's so universal that like every manager you encounter, you know, and above them is like this certain way about stuff in a store, it's got to come from somewhere. You know, like, it's not just coming from nowhere. Corporate's not going to put out there and go, well, if you don't have this and, like, you're just going to, we're going to find somewhere to fire you. We're going to make up some shit and get rid of you because we'll find somebody that can. Like, they're not going to say that. But they will strongly imply it in a conference call to their managers or something. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it depends where the pressure's coming from. Like, when I was working at Best Buy, um, you know, we had, they had, you know, there was one DM that, you know, while I was working there. And... Things were actually not too bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like things were fine. Like the managers weren't really, re- like, were really stressed and you know stuff like that. But then a, a different DM came through, and the, he was applying crazy pressure to the managers, which of course trickles down to the employees. But the funny thing is, we were like, as a store, we were doing better than we did with the previous DM. So it's still that's the thing. I, I, you know, it can come from one source, but I don't think corporate. Like I don't think you know the the own, I forget his name. But, you know, the guy who was the CEO of Best Buy is sitting there at his desk and be like, yeah, put the whips on him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think. <laughs> and that's where we differ because I think that they are. <laughs> I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's happening. Not, uh, I, I'm not saying he's a real, he's a super nice guy. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> rainbows and lollipops for everybody. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's about money. He's about business. And I think they have this vision of how things are happening in their stores and they don't get the reality. And the reason that one of the reasons I think that is because when they do come to stores like that, things are different. Things change. Like when you work at a place like Best Buy, like, you know, managers act totally different when you have somebody like on the high end come to the store. Yeah. Different story. You know, don't, go ahead. Don't they have like cameras everywhere and... and managers aren't watching that no but it's it's still there it should be footage i mean if i mean no it makes sense that yeah the manager shows up and everybody's going to be on different behavior which is to say that a manager visit isn't really going to teach the the manager any actual useful information because he's not seeing the day-to-day operations that's what i'm saying like so they should be using the security footage to see what's going on that's the smart thing to do nick and if they were that smart they wouldn't be in the current situation if only we knew best buy employees who could maybe get this information to the top and 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 change the culture from the inside they'd go disappearing the next thing we know they find him in the lake a year later maybe i'd be, maybe I'd be okay with that <laughs> <laughs> they're taking the big sleep but uh 
You know, yeah, we, well, actually, I just want to say one thing. Okay. And that is, I find it interesting that here we are talking about Best Buy's inability to upsell anything, and you just mentioned Amazon upsold you Jack and Daxter when you bought those art books. And all they did was just throw it on the page. Just, that's all they did. <laughs> just like, hey, you were looking at this. Do you want to buy it now? I'm like, okay. But, and, <laughs> and that was random because I was reading the That's a fundamental it. difference, though, because yeah. a, 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 a picture on a page isn't going to be like, you know, okay, your next. Like, Amazon puts it on that page. If you just move ahead and you say, all right, check out, and you go to the next page, it's not on the next page, too. And it's not on the page after that when you confirm your, your credit card information. It's not on the page after that when you get your shipping. Like, it's, it, it doesn't get forced down your throat. But that's what happens when you go into a retail store. And there's your, like, if, if somebody says, like, oh, well, just to let you know, like, here's this other, like, here's Jack and Daxter, like, collection because other people bought this thing, too. And maybe it's interesting to you. And you're like, eh, you know, next time. And then, you know, like, they let it go. That's one thing. Entirely one different thing. As opposed to what happens, what actually happens yeah. in retail stores. Do you want the memory card? Do you want an extra controller? Do you need oh. these cables? Every yeah, yeah, have the upgraded right. cables. Yeah, that's the Every, thing. Yeah. And then, and then before it's all over, it's like, well, we have a card, and there's a magazine too, and you know, like, I mean, GameStop, Best Buy, like everybody's guilty, and I'm, I'm feeling like Game is probably the same way now. Game has had like credit problems. But I don't know, like, I don't remember, I don't, I haven't read into the root of what those credit problems come from, but, I mean, just to, I guess, get back on topic a little bit, um, they, it's pretty bad, like, if you, I mean, like, there are reasons they give in the document or sound for saying, oh, we're not going to stock it. You know, like we're not going to put ourselves in a, a worse, you know, even worse position financially, even just to stock a game like this. But it says something kind of big if you can't stock like a, a major release like Mass Effect 3 that yeah. would sell and bring people into your store. Like that, I mean, that goes beyond like just retail and, you know, customer service and stuff like that. That's just like, there's you really, you should, might be wanting to declare bankruptcy or something. Like, I, if you can't stock Mass Effect 3, like, what else aren't you going to stock? Are you not going to stock Call of Duty when it comes out? Like, yeah, because, you know, you. I'm pretty sure Codex not cheap on that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, by the end of the year, it's like, well, if you haven't stocked any of, like, the major games... What are you doing? Right, like, what's the point of you being open, or how much are you... How are you keeping your business afloat? Like, you're not crawling out of any hole. Like, you're not making any money back. Unless, like, it's just so poor, like sales wise, because of Amazon and stuff like that, that they're not, you know, getting it back. I don't know. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before GameStop swoops in and is like, oh, I'll pick you up when you declare bankruptcy or when you get really bad in shape, like, and then expands even further. Yeah. Makes me wonder. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got their eye on it. Kind of like a vulture <laughs> circling the skies. Yeah. Although I do think it's. I do find it interesting that they actually do tell people like go place your go go pre-order like the collector's edition with Amazon or a lot of the other places. Yeah. I'm like that's that's funny. But I mean like really though, like why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, if you are one of our listeners from the UK, uh and you did pre-order and this is the first time you're hearing about it, I'm pretty sure that you've been contacted by now. But uh if you have pre-ordered a game uh, you can, of course, go get your refund back um, for their pre-order, however much that it was you put down on it. And on top of that, they're going to give you five euros worth of, you know, reward card 
elite points, whatever the reward system is. So, you know, I just I just thought about that too. Just my last little point. The, the all the money that you're giving out, giving people the credit in addition to their refund. I mean, the refund is theirs, like whatever. But I mean, I have no idea how many re, re, like pre-orders they have. I'm, I'm sure a lot. Giving away like the five five pounds worth of credit for each like every pre-order guys that's a lot like See, they, they almost need to because why would why would you go back to a store that you know, know. Isn't i understand that but at that point like that incentive I, I understand that but maybe at that point you should just bite the bullet and get the fucking game and then like maybe you can make the money like at least like maybe then you'll make the money back and it's a major release it's something that is almost guaranteed to make the money back i just I'm pretty I, I sure. Know. I'm pretty sure they've had they had multiple accountants and people really good with math to go through the numbers I'm a sure. lot but... over and over. And they're like, I can't believe we can't afford to put out Mass Effect Three. <laughs> it's like, do it again. Run it again. Yeah, run numbers again. I mean, again. I, I, that, yeah. I, like, I, like at that point, like it's almost like a bell tolling. Really, like funerals going on. The funeral procession's happening. You just haven't gotten thrown in the casket yet. That's what it seems like yeah it's like you know it's like groundhog day like every time you know they they ring that final number and ceo's just like i can't believe i i just can't believe we can't put out mass effect 3 run it again it's gotta be wrong and they just they just they just put their hand on shoulder i'm sorry sir (laughs) it's over let's move on to our next topic because we definitely spent more time on that than we were supposed to um a little a little rumor here nothing official uh, regarding the PS4, of course, because Sony is keeping very tight-lipped on that entire situation. But it looks like, uh, according to rumor, that uh, Sony will be dropping the cell processor and going with an AMD chipset for the PS4. Um, if anything, I think the, if Microsoft is indeed going to try to come out and compete with the PS4, which, according to the the next Xbox rumors, it doesn't sound like it, but I don't really, <laughs> I really don't want to believe those anyway. But uh, you know, if if Microsoft does come out and try to compete with a PS4, um, if Sony does have an AMD chipset, I think it'll be a, it will definitely fire up the competition because one of the main reasons why a lot of games, especially in the beginning of the PS3's life cycle. Uh, a lot of the a lot of games were you know worked better on the Xbox or they looked better on the Xbox, were because it was hard to pro it was hard to develop for the PS3 like uh, over the years since the PS3 came out I don't know how many times I read that you know it kind of alienates developers you know now it's not inc- I guess it's not like impossibly hard to develop for the cell processor because there's tons of games for the PS3 that come out fine. But uh, I believe as opposed to the Xbox 360, um, porting games over to the PS3 was more difficult. You know? And if 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 Sony um, does indeed go with AMD chipset, porting games from PS or from the next Xbox to the PS3 or PS4 or vice versa should be a lot easier. And then if on top of that, if Sony has the features that gamers want, you know, that gamers really want, not a whole bunch of fluff and their interface doesn't suck or their interface isn't, uh, you know, super casual uh, 
oriented or super family oriented, uh, I think that'll definitely add some add some add some uh, some uh, strength to Sony's punch when it comes to the next Xbox. So. I like how you're basically like Sony. You're our only hope to, to, to in order to sort of provide that experience that you're looking for. It, according to, I can only go by rumors right now, and there are rumors. But if if what people if the rumors about the next Xbox are true, Sony is my Obi Wan Kenobi. Like the the PlayStation Four is my Obi Wan. I think. No, I think this is just interesting because, I mean, they made such a big deal about the cell when the PS3 came out and how you, you couldn't even ship it internationally because it, it could be considered like, you know, like like a supercomputer for, for you know, like terrorist uses. And uh, and I know, I, like, you know, I have Folding at Home that runs on there and I know it runs runs that, you know, super fast as far as, you know, get, getting through the, the, the processing there. But, you know, and even then, like, you know, that kind of follows in the path of the Emotion Engine from the PS2 that it, it's... It's a little weird that Sony isn't. I mean, admittedly, they haven't announced anything, but I'm, I'm curious to see what sort of their big focus will be computational-wise for the PS4 because they're always about making sure it's got a lot of computing power, and and maybe this is a good sign, like you were saying, as far as that now it won't be so arcane. It won't take developers a good what three to four years to kind of figure out how to get the most out of it. They'll be able to kind of go in and get their feet dirty and 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 really work that chip over a little bit better earlier on and, and get you know, get to the better games quicker. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what Sony's hoping for. That is definitely one thing that held the PS3 back, in my yeah. opinion. It's one thing when you have, like, a different media, when you have, you know, DVD, which is obviously better than CD, when you have Blu-ray, which has more capacity than DVD. It's another thing when you start talking, like, different hardware and stuff that, like, nobody's ever dealt with before, and you might be one of the only people dealing with it for your, you know, as far as like gaming hardware, like it creates, it creates obstacles. And that's why, you know, PS3 never like jumped over Xbox 360 in terms of like, because everybody was just porting, you know, like it was just easier to make a 360 ported over, you know, like, and even that for a long time was an issue. So I'm not necessarily surprised. I just hope that it, yeah, they don't jump to something arcane again, that's only being used in the PS4 or like, you know, isn't, nobody else has any familiarity with or any of that stuff you know like i cell was very much like ken kuragi's thing and ken kuragi is no longer with sony, sony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'm not really surprised to see it kind of go you know go go away or just kind of fade away in nothingness because like i mean like the, the kotaku article actually points out the fact that i mean and and i remember it from when you know, they, it was announced that he was talking about like your your whole like entertainment center, your whole house being connected with cell cell you know processor things, and it's like obviously that never happened. Yeah, that was <laughs> the dream. So half of that, you know, most of the promise of that dream was just you know just trickled away in the dark somewhere. So yeah, they they needed to move on. Like. It, PS3 eventually, like, it, it basically overcame the cell processor more so than, like, obtained any kind of headway because of it. So, like, good riddance, you know. So. Yeah, so, uh, oh, we'll I, see. What, go ahead. The one thing that does scare me, though, um, and the, they they said that it's the speculation, but if they really are, I, I really hope that they don't. I mean, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm uh, 
I just feel a certain way about it. But I hope that they don't put the CPU and GPU on the same chip, like on the same on the same chip. That just it just seems like to me that like that, that always struck me as something that's like in like laptops and you know like stuff that just doesn't do as much as having a GPU and CPU separate. I mean, like I'm sure there's been advancements and stuff, and maybe it'll be cheaper for them, but. Just having everything on one chip has always struck me, like maybe just historically, as being like the lower option when you're looking at different things. You know, like do do you want you know your your PC to have like the Intel graphics, you know, and and in everything like on the one card, or do you want it to have you know a separate Nvidia and this chipset, you know, like. And it always and it was always like you want it separate because. You, shit was better <laughs> so i don't know i mean i don't know what the advancements are i don't know how amd is doing with their their fusion set nor whatever the the, the combined set is but yeah well that's just kind of like a yeah well you know it's just a, a suggestion or saying like amd does put these two things on one chip i just but hope that doesn't happen <laughs> i i don't i hope no, not I, but well i think i mean you talk about like a laptop there i mean they're specifically engineering that for size and power consumption but i would think that if you turn around and you you, you put the two things on the same chip but in this case you 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 engineer it for not uh, not even efficiency just sheer power and i guess you know efficiency like just computational efficiency i i don't see any reason why they couldn't you know, come up with it with a, a combined design that would, you know, be able to power whatever it is they're going to do going forward. That is very true. It's true. I mean, my it's just my thought process that usually, like when they do that, it's or usually when they do put something into a gaming system, it's something that it basically already has a parallel that's out already. Right. So usually, that's not like oh, we're going to develop a whole new thing just for the system. So, eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our last topic. This is actually an article from Bitmob, and uh, it was talking. Uh, the title of the article is "Buying Games on Release Day Might Be a Bad Idea," and I think we've touched on the subject a couple times before on the Mashcast. We never really talked about it, but um, the the author, uh, who actually was the author's name? Why am I not seeing his name? Here we go, Khalif Adams. He uh. His main point was about multiplayer and how, you know, is it even worth buying a game on the first day because so many games come out and then have trouble with multiplayer. Like, he's talking about Metal, not Metal Bar, sorry, Twisted Metal right now is having problems with the multiplayer that just came out, like, was it last week or week before last? And, um, you know, the, the, the multiplayer is the best part of that game from what he says, and the multiplayer is having issues. But, uh, you know, Modern Warfare 3 is having trouble with lag, and, um, you know, spawn logic. Uh, Black Ops, did, did the Black Ops problems ever get fixed? Period. Like, I don't even know if they officially ever got fixed. Like, all of them. Yeah, Black Ops players. Probably not. I know PS3 stayed broken. Like, yeah. I don't know if anything else ever got fixed, but yeah. PS3 just was like that. That was pretty much it. They just kind of threw up their hands and went, well, Modern Warfare is coming out next year. Get that. You know? Yeah, pretty That's much. That's what ended up happening. But, uh, you know, for, well, yeah, for years now, we <laughs> when games started to be updated on consoles, I think we started seeing this more and more frequently. You know, games coming out buggy. Games coming out. You know, he was talking about multiplayer in general, but you know, you can apply it to just bugs and games. Bethesda, you know, 
or um you know for for multiplayer like uh i mean like actually no, there there are a lot of releases where the multi like you know big multiplayer releases where they don't run into problems like i never really heard of a halo running into multiplayer issues and multiplayer is big on halo or even gears like i haven't really heard about huge multiplayer issues there but still games like call of duty twisted metal um single player like almost every bethesda game that comes out like Scott was a Skyrim that had the problem with it where if your save file got too big it would just completely crap out or am I thinking of another game no that was that was Skyrim um actually I think all the platforms had that issue but PS3 and piece or PS3 mostly and then like PC and 360 afterwards and but like if it got over like a couple of megs it would yeah. start slowing down your game it would start chugging and the, the funny thing about that like on a side note when I first read about that I hadn't played Skyrim yet and I was like, oh, man, that sucks. And now that I'm thinking about it, after playing Skyrim, I'm like, yo, that sucks. Like, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if, oh, man, like, somebody who's really into Skyrim might be justified in hanging themselves <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they ran into that problem. You know, that's like your second life right there. But, you know, you're Dovahkiin and have magic. But back on topic regarding the, the uh, you know, the first uh, first day purchases um, or first adopters. I know personally right now, like, I'm not really an early adopter anymore. The bulk of my games I get, you know, after they come out. You know, there's only a few games that I, I get release date. Like, I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think of last season, like during the holiday season, I do believe... The only game that I went out and bought on release day was Assassin's Creed from September to December. It was Assassin's Creed. That was the only game I bought on release day. I went to the midnight opening and, and got it. Yeah, but you, you've established you have such a backlog, though, that you know unless, unless you're going to go out and get a game that you're immediately going to play because you're really into that game, like for the most part, it's just kind of going into a pile. So for you, it doesn't make sense to get anything new. Maybe. Well, this thing, like, major releases, like, how many, think, think about how many major releases came out last year. You know, I didn't get Crisis 2 on day one. I didn't get Infamous 2 on day one, which is an amazing game. I didn't get Batman on day one, but in my defense, I was in China when Batman came out. So, but, um... So you could have gotten a pirated copy then? I could have gotten a good, a very good pirated copy. <laughs> you know, I didn't get Gears when it came out. Um, I did, I think I, I did get Dirt 3 the day it came out. You know, but like other than that, like I really don't buy a whole lot of games for his day now. Like a lot of the time, I will, I am perfectly content with waiting for a good sale on Amazon. Like for Uncharted 3, for example, I am waiting for the special edition to have a nice sale. That way I get a statue and a game for pretty cheap, you know? Or I could just wait for Best Buy. That's how I got my gear. <laughs> that's, that's actually how I got gears. Um, I, uh, Best Buy was selling, uh, the like the 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 one that was like a hundred and like uh I'm sorry not gears Halo Reach that's how I got Halo Reach was uh the Best Buy was selling like the one the the edition that was like 160 bucks they sold it for like 60 bucks I was like sold for the statue but still I mean I am like uh I'm content with waiting for games you know like I like I like Uncharted a lot more is definitely more than I like Halo Reach um I played through Uncharted one Uncharted two. And, you know, I'm ready for Uncharted 3, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, I can wait, you know? But I guess his main point, I guess the difference between him, between him and me was, like, his main point is, like, 
the bugs. Like we're kind of just, it feels like we're kind of beta testing for the developers, you know, we're the first batch of people as opposed to being ready for people to go, you know, being, being have the servers ready to go. They're, they're testing it out and things are failing and stuff like that. Well, ostensibly, I mean, they have the servers ready to go, but if you are part of a group of people that is the first large group of people that actually goes in and finds things are wrong with the system, that's a beta test. And I mean, I, I think I, it's an, it's, he's got a, a very valid point that basically we're, we're paying, you know, we're paying top dollar because these are brand new games to go in and, and, and test it for them, which is inherently wrong. And I mean, his idea of saying everybody should just wait a week and, and sort of give them the message, which if you could get everybody to actually go and, and stage this sort of protest, that would be impressive. But I, f- I feel like, I feel like it, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it, there's really a good confluence here of you don't want to be a beta tester and you want, you know, you want to get the best value for your money. It really doesn't make sense to buy games new. Um, it doesn't make sense to buy them from GameStop either, but that's, um, so I guess, you know, you, you're, you're fundamentally, you're looking for Steam sales, you're looking for Amazon sales, that sort of stuff. You don't want to buy anything at full price. It's almost, they depreciate almost like cars, which is, which is strange. Yeah, they do. Like, you know, as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you open it up, take the ticket out the wrapper, boom, like half of the, half the price, you know, you can open up a game inside of a GameStop and try to trade it in and you're going to get half the price. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I think I think he made good points. Like I'm already, I guess I'm already on his on his wavelength in terms of like you know not buying games on release day. Like you know even now, like I'm trying to think like you know I'm not getting Mass Effect three release day. Um, I'm not gonna get. I'll probably I'll probably get the new Assassin's Creed on release day. But I'm trying to think what else like I will buy on release day that's coming out this year that I, that, that I know about. I can't I can't really think of anything. Nothing's really coming to mind. You know, yeah, the, this year in general is kind of tough, though. It's not as much stuff coming out either as there was last year. Yeah. Like, I bought stuff on release day last year, and not that I regret about half of them, but half of them, I'm like, half of them I didn't, you know, part of them I didn't get to until later on anyway. You know, some of them did have their issues, and I just kind of left them alone until they fixed them. And then, like, maybe, you know, there was maybe, like, Portal 2 and... Th- I don't know a couple of infamous two like game the games like that that I was like okay well those were actually like worth the price of admission like day one, but th- that's too few out of the games I bought day one last year. So I mean yeah I'm on the same page like especially as like the year went on too, as the year went on, more and more I delayed in getting games I I delayed and waited until stuff was on sale or if we did get stuff day one like like it it was through like new egg or, or Amazon having a you know a pre-order kind of sale where 20 bucks or 15 bucks off the game or whatever you know and then even after and after that it sales get even better in certain places like steam and stuff like that so I, I, what is there to say I mean like you guys have already said it he said it like there's just too many instances now where like it's a double-edged sword where you have patching it's it's an excuse it's an excuse and not a way to make things right by a customer because like if you were making things right by the customer you would have the game in a state that is actually really playable like when it comes out and i mean king of fighters uh that i mean it came out and online was basically unplayable in King of Fighters. And that's more or less at this point of fighting games, like the, the large part of the game anymore, because that's how you play against other people. Most people aren't 
sitting on the couch with someone else playing a fighting game anymore. And that took them over a month after the game came out to fix it. And it was just kind of like, oh, hey, yay, we fixed it. And it's like, it should have worked when we got it. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. It's it's just been, it's it's happened so often all the time. And I absolutely agree with him with like Activision just doesn't even give a shit. Like they already have your money. And I feel like most most companies are the same way. Like we have your money and like, well, we don't we want you to buy the next one, so we'll try and fix it. But like Call of Duty's so big anymore, they don't even they don't even care. Like we said, Black Ops never even got fixed. You know, I don't even know, like I have no idea what's wrong with Modern Warfare Three. I still haven't finished the fucking game in single player. So I have no idea what its multiplayer issues are. So but it's just been proven time and again that it's not worth it anymore. Like, all you do is get burned if you buy a game on day one. Like, if you really, really love a game, like, if you really, really love a series, or if it's, like, a kind of, like, a uh, not so much, like, a blockbuster series, like, yeah, maybe you should take the plunge and buy on day one, you know, just show your support and kind of help everything along. But otherwise, like, it's just, it's not worth it at all. Like, I... I can't think of a game this year either that I'm going to buy on day one. Like I, as much as I love Mass Effect, I probably won't buy a day one. I'll wait for a sale, and I and I see it going all the way down through the line. Except me, maybe I'll buy Assassin's Creed Three if there's like a like a pre-order sale type of thing. Like Newegg has has typically had like a good like fifteen bucks off, you know, if you pre-order it, and you know, like no shipping type of thing. So. Usually that's enough for me if I'm like, oh, I wanted that game anyway. Like, you know, cool. I could still get it when it comes out and get it for cheaper. Like, maybe Assassin's Creed 3. That's about the only game I can think of. Even like Bioshock Infinite, I don't foresee many problems with that game. But I probably won't buy it day one. Yeah, I'm probably going to wait on that as well. Even though it looks great. Yeah, but it looks wonderful and Irrational is pretty good about their stuff. And is there multiplayer? I don't think there's multiplayer, right? I don't know. Okay, well, I hope not. But either way, like, I'm not going to play it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it doesn't matter. But I feel like single player will be fine. But at the same time, like, it kind of not worth it. It's not worth the risk anymore. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're all kind of in agreement in that. But, you know, like, like Nick said, like, you're not going to get a whole bunch of people doing a protest like that, you know. Actually, I can get a lot of people... <laughs> For the games that it affects the most, uh, the like Call of Duty, like people, uh, it's like they forget about what happened with the previous game, you know, like you know Modern Warfare Two, bugs in the multiplayer when it first comes out, Black Ops bugs in the multiplayer, Modern Warfare Three major bugs in the multiplayer that cause major frustrations, but people will still line up and buy it and have a break record from day one. Of course, you're going to forget about the bugs. Kobe Bryant's running around with a, with like a semi-automatic weapon. So yeah, why would you think about the bugs when you see that? Oh yeah, because you, you forget all about you know all about it. But yeah, I think like a lot of the people like I'm convinced like the the average person who buys games like that. Not I'm not just going to say Modern Warfare, but any like super major title like that that you know we see come out with bugs. A lot of them don't even read joystick Kotaku IGN. You know what I'm saying? They just play Call of Duty. They just play Call of Duty. Or they just, you know, they just, they find out through other means or through their friends or they go into a GameStop and like, oh, you know, that new game is out. Let me just 
buy it right now. I was so excited for it, you know. Or they see a trailer on YouTube and that's it. Or maybe they only see they only see the the media that the uh, you know the the publisher puts out. Yeah, there are gamers that only you know they only get their information through GameStop or Game Informer, TV ads, and that stuff. Like that's all they do. Like they don't care about reading you know all the outlets or us or anybody else. Like they interact with the games that they want to play and they're going to buy them regardless because they only buy, you know, Madden, Call of Duty, a couple other games a year. So yeah. or who why should they change anything? Like stuff that we may consider bugs, they just overlook. Or you know? they exploit. They exploit, you know, but they just don't care. Who knows? But yeah, like it's unfor- unfortunately, like I, I, cannot, I cannot foresee any type of protest like that happening to the point where publishers they would get the point to the, pu- to the point where they would you know hold a game back maybe for an extra month and put some extra time and you know quality control can't see it happening um okay yeah but yeah, that was our uh that was our last topic but we did get a request someone wanted to hear what rob had to say about the valve box we talked on last week you know a valve were to make hardware so you have the mic <laughs> i have the floor you have the floor yeah there you go <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I mean, I listened to the Matchcast last week because I, as I was driving <laughs> and I was listening to everybody, you know, expanding their thoughts on the, on the valve box. But I think that maybe you guys were getting a little too complicated about it or maybe wanting to get to, wanting it to be more complicated than I think it would be. Like, I think if there was a valve box that it, it wouldn't even take like regular media like it wouldn't take like cd dvd or anything like that you know you you don't even have a disk drive like it would just it would literally just be kind of like almost like i don't even know like i guess like kind of like a laptop but not really like in the terms of like it's just a a preset like here's preset hardware that'll play most of the stuff play it decent and you know this graphics card with a decent amount of you know space and memory and network access That's and there's your valve box the same thing i said oh i know i'm not i'm not even saying that you're, but like when when nike and nick were talking about it they were kind of getting a little a little crazy <laughs> oh the nick with the, the different hardware per game I oh, got yeah, the well, visor on. I'm throwing and, portals with my hand. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I think that's great. And all like, I think that's a cool idea to a certain extent, but I think you're getting just more complicated than it would ever actually be. Like Valve is savvy, and they're not going like as interesting as that idea might be. Like they understand the market and things, and they're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to jump like that. Like they're not going to like go into in the crazy visor land, you know, with stuff like they may experiment. They might, you know, you don't know what they're testing or what they're seeing works or whatever, you know, but I think that it would be a relatively simple affair. They're just, I think that most of the, the whole commotion was basically about if nobody else is going to push the envelope at all or even try to, then like we will, and you'll see them ha- release something that's competent. You know, they'll release something that's got a good a good chipset, good graphics card, ample space, and that's it. And 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 access. And 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 I kind of think that they would probably even allow access to other like even outside of Steam, like uh, other platforms like Distor or Director Drive or something like that. Like 
I, I feel like they would even make those kind of partnerships if they got into hardware so that they'd give you more options for stuff. Maybe. I think that's but I think that's the extent of the fanciness you would see out of the ballot box. I think it would be kind of a simple affair. I think Vic not was a gonna, good affair, but a simple one. Vic was gonna defend his uh, yeah, visor point. Go for it. All, all I have to say is that a, a visor and, and a portal gun is is isn't just pushing the envelope; it, it's tearing it to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> I do not disagree, but it, it doesn't work for everything, and Valve knows that. They're and I also don't, and and I think you guys made the argument, um, or maybe not the argument, but we're worried that if Valve got into the hardware business, that it would take away from their gaming, like developing games and stuff. And I just that I think is patently false because you did. Don't maybe, say you, y'all. Talk. That's Mikey. Name, 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 name. <laughs> well, Mikey's not here. Name, I'm name, talking name. about the collective that was on the Mashcast last. I disagree no, with him no, right said, away. Said, no, you said the same thing at the end. You said if if they come out with a Valve box before uh, Half Life Episode Three. Well, yeah, you, that's because it's Half Life Three. I said that, they come but out. That's the point. You're you're you. It's you and Mikey. No, no. I said they come out with it. If they do anything before Half Life Three, as far as I'm concerned, torches and pitchforks in Seattle. Is what's going to happen. But that's even in, neither here nor there. Why are you going to Seattle when he's just in your basement? Shh. Don't want the authorities <laughs> to know that. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> um, but it, I think that's patently false. I, I don't think that it takes away from their game development at all, except maybe like at the top, you know, when you have Galb, you know, Gabe, Galb, who the hell's Galb? His fucking evil game. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's his doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> Who only uh, Rob sees at night. Uh you have you know, you may you have people up top, you know, Gabe and you know, people who are keeping an eye on other parts of the business. So if you have like, you know, they split in the hardware, then yeah, he's gotta keep an eye on the hardware side of the business too. But the people working on the hardware, not the people working on the software. You know, like they're not developing the the valve box, at least that, you know, like you get a different team, you bring more people on. Just because they're exploring options now doesn't mean like those same people are going to be taking off other projects to work in a ballot box. Like it just it just doesn't really make any sense. Like it it doesn't fly with, you know, the business. Like they'd they'd basically be looking at expansion. So but 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 generally, I think like it would just be a competent well done affair, but not anything that's like super special. You're not gonna have an, a, an Xbox Live with TV and stuff like that. At least not to start. Like you would have a system that provides good graphics that gives you access to games, like kind of on the fly. Like you can download them; they're yours. It's basically Steam on a console. That's what I see. If if the PS4 is supposed to be like Obi Wan, like your last hope, I, I see this kind of being like almost like you know Yoda talking later with you know like there is another. <laughs> Maybe, but see, the thing is, I don't think that like if anybody, if any of the the platforms actually comes out and it does something decent with themselves, like you know you hear all the rumors about the next box and it's the whole. It, just the crap that we've heard, basically that they're basically like slacking off more or less. Um, and then you've had the Wii U, which has been kind of lackluster. Like if, if I think that you only get to the point where valve is like, all right, well maybe we need to seriously think about this. If PS, you know, Sony comes out and like is right in line with that. Or if, if Xbox makes an announcement, the official announcement or tells people about their system. And it's like that. 
I think that's the only way you get to that point. Wii U is never really like part. I don't think that like Valve was really ever. I mean, really, when's Valve ever done anything with Nintendo? When do they cared? But like, I think it's it's the other two. Like, if you have Microsoft, you have Sony, and they're they're dropping the ball. Then Valve is basically saying like, we'll pick that shit up and run it into the end zone. That's right. that's really all I hear. That's really all I heard when I read that that article from him. So. Okay, so Rob Hill Williams' thoughts on the Valve Box, even though he generalized us a lot. Well, it wasn't hey, really us, hey, it was specific hey. people. Was specific <laughs> I, thought, people. I thought he was spot on. Be <laughs> <laughs> prepared when you're a collective. Because if somebody, somebody trashes us... You're a collective it, when you agree with something. If we were going back and forth on that. You're going back and forth, but all the same... Like, no, the, it's not! The points were made, though. I'm saying... And I'm what, generally, am I supposed to I stop... Think, People, am I supposed to know what people are thinking and then stop them from saying it? Like, no, the collective doesn't agree. The hive mind does not agree. We were just talking about this. I wasn't like, Jared Redding said. You should have specified. Xbox would have the visor <laughs> that would play the Valve games that makes you do the portals. Like, See, but I you should have. Cause I don't want to be associated with somebody who thinks it's a good idea to shoot portals while wearing visors. As senior editor... Every opinion that is expressed is implicitly approved by you. No, it does not work that way. And it's executive editor. Thank you very much. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, I'm just going to wait for it. <laughs> uh. All right. So yeah, we're going to wrap up on that. Let's uh, let's talk about what's coming out next week. Let's see. So next week, a couple big releases. Uh, Mass Effect 3. Which nobody's buying. Nobody's buying, you know. Yeah, uh, Street Fighter X Tekken is coming out. At least that's what's been marked here. Didn't even realize. Um, I am alive. That's on the uh, the house party next week for Wednesday. Um, that's the seventh, right? That is the seventh. So uh, also, let's see. Dungeon Defenders for Mac. Unit Thirteen for Vita and PSN. Oh, 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 okay. I see what it's listed here. It has it listed for PSN Vita. Uh, hard Reset Extended Edition, which I don't know. Didn't Hard Reset come out in September? Like Hard Reset came out like in like August September. Yeah, is that can we can we just not even call it a release? <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Extended Edition. So I wonder how people who bought Hard Reset feel about that. Uh, not on day one. MLB the show, another Mario Party. They're still numbering, and they're saying this one's only number nine. I have, you know, I, I don't know about that. I have to look into that. Let's see. Um, That's the 11th, though, but either way. Harry Potter for the Vita. Sims Showtime for the PC. 2K12 Baseball. MMA for the Vita. So, yeah, it's like, things are starting to heat back up. You know, in terms of game releases, you know, Ridge Racer Unbounded. Hmm. I totally, I totally forgot about that game that they were making it, and it's coming out next week. You, you know what? You can kind of tell when a publisher really cares about the game or or knows, or, you know, thinks it's going to be successful, depending on when they release it. They're releasing it underneath Mass Effect Three and Street Fighter X Tekken. That's and I, even if you're trying to get the sports crowd, it will be twelve the show. Exactly. It yeah, it's two K. So Yeah, so I'm imagining I don't know, that it's gonna be on Amazon for like fifteen bucks in the near future. <laughs> that's mm. <gonna> yeah. <laughs> so that's a shame. And but that's uh, if it's even worth that fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because remember I bought 
um, Need for Speed uh, The Run for 30 bucks, and I don't even think it was worth the 30 bucks. I think I would have paid it. felt better if I got it for 20 Yeah. So it's probably one of those situations. So we'll, we'll see, though. All right, but yeah, that's going to wrap us up. Um, you know, you can check us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Uh, no, sorry, SoundCloud.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, we're also on iTunes, of course, so you can catch us. You know, you can subscribe to us via iTunes and get us that way. Uh, you can also catch us on Stitcher Radio. You can stream us, you know, straight off of that if you don't feel like downloading. Or if you're on the go, because Stitcher Radio goes with, uh, you know, you can get the app on your uh, on your iPad, uh, Android device, iPod, iPhone, all that good Mobile stuff. Mobile thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and, it, I, and I can actually attest now that Stitcher Radio works great. Like, I did actually try it when I was... Uh, like I said, like during the Mashcast, I was driving and I was listening to Mashcast last week, and um, going through some of the areas like connection, not all that fantastic. Uh, going through, you know, the South, <laughs> so uh, I tried to listen to it at first on on a SoundCloud, like via the actual web page, and it would start, and then it, I would have issues with it. So I downloaded Stitcher and listened to it there. No issues, like just. Clear sailing right on through. Yeah, so, that's it works pretty well. Yeah, with the with the, I think the reason is because SoundCloud it gives you like the highest quali- possible quali- quality no matter what, and that takes more bandwidth. But that's because SoundCloud is primarily for music. Stitcher Radio is for you know things like what we're doing, so you know it's not going to sound as crisp but it still sounds good like i think it still sounds good on stitch it still it still sounded very good like it still yeah. it sounded equal quality with what it started playing on on soundcloud yeah. you know playing over the speakers in the car so and because it, it takes less bandwidth you know you can stick with it going through different areas like rob did so <laughs> but yeah check us out on stitcher radio um you can also check us out on twitter which is twitter.com slash mtb site um, facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, you can just also go to mash those If you, uh, you know, got something to say, you love us, hate us, uh, want to comment about one of the topics, think we're wrong, or we're right, whatever, just leave a comment on the site or you can, you know, uh, you know, hit us on Twitter or leave us a comment on Facebook. We'll respond. We're looking out for you. So, but, um, uh, Yeah, as always, we appreciate you listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Have a good weekend.